Every once in a while, there's no escaping the plainest day fact that you're wrong about something big. All you can do is grit your teeth and admit it. Just go ahead and admit it, and grin and bear it. While whoever wants to jumps up and dances a jig and takes his sweet, sarcastic, sadistic time, rendering unto you his I told you so's. Such a time is upon this writer. A little sick to my stomach and feeling my teeth gritted till they want to pop from my jaw, I've got to come clean and fess up. John Byrne was right. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, and John Byrne was right about something. John Byrne was right about Image Comics. Allow me to repeat that. John Byrne was right. It gets easier, just a little bit easier, to say that or type it each time. John Byrne was right. Marvel Comics' prodigal sons, as the Hollywood Reporter phrased it, have come home. Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld have gone back to work for Marvel Comics. Not that there's anything intrinsically wrong with working for Marvel Comics. That's not the point here. What's particularly sad is how little it took to make them return to the nest. How swiftly and suddenly a downturn in the market inspired such capitulation. And how misplaced and embarrassing this makes all those proclamations we all heard. The ones about creators' rights and such. Yeah, John Byrne was right. Back when Lee, Liefeld, McFarlane and company made their big break from sad old Marvel, I thought Byrne was way out of line, blasting them the way he did. Byrne was only one among many damning these upstarts for, well, I couldn't quite tell what for. Arrogance? Certainly. Sloppy work? Arguably. Bad spelling? Sure, but so what? I couldn't figure out what pissed everybody off about these image guys. None of the complaining I heard added up to anything coherent. Nothing my otherwise rational colleagues told me explained the sheer hatred expressed. The gallons and gallons of venom spewed at these flavor of the month superstars. Rob Liefeld's 501 Levi's Blue Jeans ad was derided more than Youngblood was. Todd McFarlane's brassy bad manners were railed against, given endlessly more attention than the craft he brought to spawn. And constantly, furiously, I'd hear people who I knew were more capable of civilized conversation complain like a pack of Soviets about how much money the Image Boys made, as if making money is, in and of itself, proof of villainy. All that talk, all those crabby words, it all stunk to high heaven, at least to these nostrils. It stunk of envy. It sounded like a bunch of aging prom queens who couldn't stand it, seeing new, pretty young faces getting all the attention. Insults to their work and the character of the artists themselves flew all over the place. Ugliest was the bad joke that became the standard of image bashers. They want to be Marvel in the worst way, it went. Its punchline, obvious. Little did I know how precise a critique of image comics that would turn out to be. Back before I realized that John Byrne was right, I sounded off in defense of Image in a speech delivered June 12, 1994. But still, the old fearful mindset persists, and never has it been more shamelessly displayed than in the resentment and hatred that's been aimed at Image Comics. For decades, rotten business practices caused a steady, slow brain drain, driving talent away one by one. One by one. Each individual artist or writer more or less replaceable. There were always new kids to come along to feed the machine. Then along came ringmaster Todd McFarlane and his amazing friends. Instant millionaires, I'm told. Their popularity at a fever pitch. They had it made. 
They had money. They had fame. They had no reason to leave. Except that they were smart enough to realize that the best you can get under work for hire is the status of a well-paid servant. So they left. Brilliantly. They left all at once. Consider this. Todd McFarlane and his pals turned their back on guaranteed wealth. Guaranteed fame. They risked all of that on something that had never been tried before. An imprint that represented a group of artists rather than a bankroll. And it was a gamble. It never seems that way when a gamble works out. But I'm sure Todd and Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld each had long nights when they wondered if they'd made the biggest mistake of their lives. They gambled and won. They shattered the work-made-for-hire mentality, showing how unnecessary it is. Even more surprisingly, they broke Marvel's stranglehold on the marketplace. The kids went with them. Even before the going got tough, well before the market went sour, the image bashers were having a field day, pointing out how several of these guys who seemed to have broken the old system had proceeded to set up assembly line operations of their own, to the near exclusion of actually drawing any comic books themselves. It reached the point where actually getting one's hands dirty with ink seemed to merit a press release, as did not getting one's hands dirty what most of us would call a disruption in our work schedule was pronounced a sabbatical. A promise of a productive year was likewise recast as a call to arms. Please, words do have meaning. And exactly as long as the kids went with them, exactly as long as the falsely inflated comic book marketplace was a great fat cash cow, bold statements flew about creators' rights and respect. But when the sales went south, so did the rhetoric. Okay. We're all capable of getting a little full of ourselves, and anybody can write a silly press release on a bad day. Perhaps this surrender to Marvel is intended as a tactical retreat of some kind. If so, it is a poorly conceived one. Instead of grabbing a passing piece of driftwood to stay afloat, they've clambered to the deck of the Titanic. What's most disheartening about this turn of events is the sense of lost promise, lost opportunity. If these guys had simply written and drawn their own comics, if they hadn't tried so hard to become Marvel in the worst way, as that oh-so-prophetic industry joke went, they'd have no reason to report to Bob Harris. They would have flourished, bringing meaningful, long-term profits to our ailing industry with new creations and maybe even new directions for our art form. As yet, they might. These are young men. But in the meantime, let's have no more fiery talk about creators' rights. That fight was paid for in real professional and financial terms by Neil Adams and those of us who took his lead. And it was largely won before any of them showed up. They went off on their own to show what they could do, and they have succeeded fantastically, said Stan Lee in Marvel's jubilant press release, announcing Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld's return to Marvel Comics. But they and we have seen the light. Indeed, they have. But it's an old, nearly burned-out light, sputtering and blinking, an old lamp of no use to anybody, a rusty old piece of equipment that those of us with younger spirits and higher aspirations need no longer follow. 